Any one game can be a fluke, but two in a row, that feels like a trend. And this is looking like a really, really good and exciting Missouri basketball team, to say the least. So let's talk about a huge win over Kentucky coming up right now on Locked on Mizzou. You are Locked on Mizzou, your daily podcast on the Missouri Tigers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hail you true sons and daughters, I'm John Miller, your Mizzou mafioso and the central scrutinizer of Missouri Tigers football and basketball, and thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to send your friends to LockedOnMizzou.com for all their pertinent links, and I got to tell you folks, last night in Mizzou Arena, taking in the game for my usual spot, I could hardly believe what I was watching because as good as Missouri looked against Illinois, I just felt like, boy, two games in a row of that, yeah, probably not going to happen. I was trying to look at it as an objective basketball observer and not the incredibly biased Missouri fan that I am, and it just felt like coming off that kind of performance, more often than not, you have a letdown, especially against a quality program and coach like John Calipari in Kentucky, but my goodness, to dominate that particular team after dominating Illinois, you, again, you could have talked yourself into a fluke, you could have talked yourself into maybe the Illini are coming unraveled here, but I don't think Kentucky is becoming unraveled, I think Missouri is just really freaking good, if anything, the Kansas game now looks like a fluke. And really, it's probably a learning experience as well. Probably a little bit of both of those things. Missouri went from playing mostly in Mizzou Arena against, you know, a few thousand diehard Mizzou fans like myself and students to then playing in as intensive an atmosphere as you're ever going to find. So, and obviously the Kentucky atmosphere last night wasn't that intense, but the excitement Well, it reached a level that we never quite got to during the game for obvious reasons. And honestly, after this performance by Dennis Gates' basketball team last night, I'm completely over the moon. Again, I could hardly believe what I was watching. And I can't fight it anymore. This team is freaking good. They're really, really good, and especially offensively. And you know what? Really quickly here, actually, my mom said something that kind of made me chuckle a little bit yesterday. She compared Dennis Gates to Brad Smith. You know, Brad Smith, for those of you who are a little younger, when he came on the scene 20 years ago, I was actually at that Missouri-Illinois football game for Brad Smith's first start. And I'm telling you, I was so thrilled after that game that I was basically floating home on I-70. I don't think I've ever been as pleased as I have been in my life for a revelation of a football player. So I was going, okay, mom, I love Dennis Gates so far, but let's take it easy. But you know what? After last night, I think I may have to to rethink that. This, This start by this team has been absolutely stunning. I mean, you're talking about last season. I'm sorry, that was not fun basketball to watch whatsoever. It was not only bad basketball, it was boring, bad offensive basketball. How how in the world, honestly, how are we this good offensively already? 
it's Gates' first year, and you can't even do the small sample th- size thing anymore. We're the number two team in the country according to adjusted offense. So that adjusts for tempo. You can't say, well, that's because Missouri plays so fast. No, this stat adjusts for that. And you can't say it's about the opponents either because, again, this stat adjusts for that. This team is legitimately one of the elite offenses in the entire country. We're 13 games in, folks. That is an entire college football season. We can take this seriously now. This team is going to score some points, and they're going to be really fun to watch for the rest of the season. Thank you, Dennis Gates. Thank you, C.Y. Young. Thank you, Dickie Nutt and Kyle Smith-Peters and and, and Flip Pressy and everybody on the staff and, of course, the players and everything because as a Missouri fan, again, I'm stunned in a good way, in the best way possible. I'm absolutely stunned by what I'm seeing. And by the way, speaking of two in a row and things starting to be a trend, maybe more than a fluke, how about Kobe Brown with another 30 spot last night? Yes, another 30-point game for Kobe Brown. And and maybe he's just on a heater right now. Maybe he's just gotten hot from three-point range. But these last couple games, he's really been knocking them down. And if he starts knocking down that particular shot with consistency, who boy, look out. He might not be an NBA guy. Uh, Excuse me. He might be an NBA guy if he starts knocking down that shot. And I've never really thought that about Kobe Brown, to be honest. I always thought he would be a pro for sure. He'll make money playing basketball. I just never thought he was an NBA guy. But again, if he can start knocking down that shot, that really opens up all of his game, his versatility. And of course, at the next level, Just knocking that shot down with regularity is important. But you know what? Honestly, that obviously isn't really the point. He's just a really good SEC basketball player that absolutely held his own against Kentucky, a really good defensive squad. And, of course, Oscar Shibwe, one of your premier players in the entire country. And interestingly, last night, my dad and I were talking after the game, how many guys have gone back-to-back for 30 points for Missouri? Well, honestly, it was more guys than I would have thought, but Kobe, the first guy to do it. Since Thomas Gardner in the 05-06 season, Anthony Peeler and Norm Stewart actually did it two times, so that's pretty impressive. If you ever think Norm Stewart is overrated, think again. Not only was he a legendary coach, he was a heck of a basketball player as well, and a pitcher on a national championship team. Heck, build him another statue, you know what I mean? But also, Doug Smith, Derek Chivas, Kim Anderson, Willie Smith, John Brown, and Bill Reeder, or Ryder, all the way back in the 1950s, pulled off the feet as well. So, a surprising amount of guys who have gone back-to-back for 30 for Missouri, but just a little bit more context here. This is from ESPN Stats and Info. Kobe Brown, just the third Division I player in the past 25 seasons with back-to-back 30-point games in which both of those were wins against ranked teams. So not only is he putting up numbers, he's putting up numbers in obviously extremely important games for Missouri. He's also the only player, by the way, the only player who's done that particular feat in three straight games Versus ranked opponents, well, that was Stephen Curry all the way back in the 2008 NCAA tournament. So, in fact, Missouri's next game, if Kobe Brown can put up 30 against Arkansas, well, 
he'll tie Steph Curry for a pretty impressive record. So just some good context for you there on how good our man Kobe Brown has been doing the last couple nights. And by the way, in, in retrospect, isn't it kind of nice that we didn't have the Liberty Bowl competing with that Missouri-Kentucky game? I'm glad the entire Missouri fan base was able to focus on that excellent basketball game. But you know what? Brett McMurphy, he just can't seem to let the Liberty Bowl thing go. So you know what? I'm going to give Brett McMurphy some crap here coming up. But first, I want to tell you about our friends over at betonline.net. And if you had the guts to give the points yesterday, maybe take Missouri on the money line, good for you. I just wasn't quite that confident. But you know what? Maybe I will be more confident with the Tigers moving forward, but regardless whether you like betting on Mizzou, maybe you like staying away from Mizzou and getting into all kinds of other stuff like college football, bowl season, of course, soccer, esports even, combat sports. They've got you all covered at Bet Online. Baseball's right around the corner. Get your futures bets and head to their website today. Use their mobile device to learn more over at Bet Online, where the game starts. Thanks for making Locked On Mizzou your first listen every day. Make sure to check out Locked On Sports Today, the biggest stories around the sports world in 20 minutes or less, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and Locked On's take of the day. That's Locked On Sports Today, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, our good friend Brett McMurphy, he was at it on the Twitter machine again, and it almost seems like he's trolling us at this point, doesn't he? Well, obviously, Brett was the one who reported some anonymous sources from Missouri saying, hey, they don't want any part of the Kansas Jayhawks in the Liberty Bowl. Well, again, I'm glad it didn't happen because I wanted to experience fully without distraction that Kentucky victory yesterday because that was an absolute thing of beauty. But you know what? It was funny. Brett McMurphy during the Liberty Bowl, may have pulled the trigger a little too quickly there. He said, well, now we see why Mizzou didn't want to play Kansas in a bowl game. Dude, do you are, are you a Kansas alumni? Did I miss this or something? Why do you have such a stick up your tuchus for this whole thing? I, I don't completely get that. And by the way, Kansas, congratulations, guys, really. Congratulations on your 6-7 and seven season. Why don't you guys hang a banner? Honestly, because I would be more impressed with that, actually, than the banners that you guys hang for your your supposed national championships in basketball in the 1920s. Guys, I got news for you. There wasn't an NCAA tournament or an NIT or anything even approaching a national championship back then. By your own criteria, Missouri could hang a national championship banner in the 1920s. But guess what? We're not that lame, unlike the Kansas Jayhawks. But really... Honestly, six and seven, and you guys are trying to dunk on the college football world. Missouri just had the same season. Missouri just lost its bowl game, went six and seven like the Jayhawks. And frankly, I'm thinking after 2023, if Missouri does that again, we should probably be looking for a new football coach. And yet, you all, after the same season, are ready to build this dude a friggin' statue. Can you not see the stark difference in the programs here? By the way, we beat Arkansas. Maybe we should add that in there as well. 
You did not. And by the way, Arkansas was much more close to full strength when we played them. They had their defensive coordinator, Barry Odom. They had their full complement of players. They weren't down to less than 60 scholarship players on their roster. So, hey, Kansas, off. (laughs) All right, well, that's the type of measured analysis that you've come to expect from the Locked On Mizzou podcast. But you know what? Let's talk a little bit more about that Missouri basketball game last night, of course. You know, as much as I talked about Missouri's improved defensive effort against the Illini, I didn't really love Missouri's defense in this particular game. The offense was just so good for Missouri, it just carried it. I mean, Kentucky just couldn't really do anything to stop the Tigers. They shot over 50% on their two-pointers. 40% from downtown, over 80% from the free throw line, and less than 10 turnovers playing a very fast-paced basketball game. Not much to complain about right there whatsoever, no kidding. But at the same time, I thought Missouri was pretty fortunate the first maybe 5 to 10 minutes of this basketball game because I thought Kentucky was getting some wide-open three-pointers that Frankly, normally they're going to knock down. And overall, Kentucky played a pretty good offensive basketball game. Missouri was able to to hassle them into some uncharacteristic turnovers. But once Kentucky sort of missed those shots there early in the game and it was clear that Missouri was on its game offensively, well, the Wildcats just couldn't crawl back. So fortunately, I still think Missouri has got to find something defensively. It seemed like they did a good job in the second half of changing up what they were doing defensively. That seemed to get Kentucky off of its game when it seemed like the Wildcats had cut it to about 10 points, 8 points or so, and a run was imminent. But Missouri never really let this be a ball game. And I just thought that in particular was really impressive. Now, Dennis Gates, for his part, this guy seems to be very much the understatesman at all times these days. He said, I thought our guys played okay. Really? Okay. Well, he said similar things after the Illinois game, so it's just kind of interesting the contrast between Dennis Gates and Eli Drinkwitz so far. Drinkwitz, never afraid to take a pot shot at anybody. Dennis Gates doesn't really say anything, hardly ever, much less about Isaiah Mosley. In fact, the one time he said a little bit too much about Isaiah, I had some critiques there, so he's probably on the right track. At this point, Dennis Gates honestly just strikes me as a guy who's just an absolute basketball nerd, to put, for, for lack of a better phrase. I don't mean that as a pejorative whatsoever. I think he's just a guy who studies basketball and, frankly, doesn't really care about you know getting media attention and all that stuff. I think he just focuses on the game. I just think that's the kind of guy that he is. And by the way, speaking of that Isaiah Mosley situation. Heck, you could even, you could fairly call it a saga, I guess at this point. Well, I got to be honest. It's just not something I'm that interested in talking about anymore because of how good this freaking team is. It'd be one thing if this team was, had a 500 record and was struggling. And and I'm not saying I don't care about Isaiah Mosley, the human being. Apparently there's some personal stuff going on in his life that needs to be taken care of. But all I'm saying is this team is really good without him playing the last couple ball games, obviously. So I'm just not going to let that particular situation steal any of my joy. That's all I'm saying. I just want to enjoy this ride 
as a fan without having to worry about his situation. Not saying I don't care about him. Obviously, I would love to see Isaiah out there, hopefully helping this team improve. And just on a human level, whatever he's going through, obviously I wish him the best. And coming up, of course, I was impressed by just about everyone yesterday. Kobe Brown is clearly the headliner. But somebody who only had four points for Missouri yesterday actually impressed me just about as much. And I want to talk about that young man plus the incredible Red Panda. But first, I want to paint you a little scenario here. You're hanging out with some friends and drinking a few. A few becomes a few too many. And as the evening comes to an end, people head out. You think about hailing a ride. Well, you think, nah, I won't do that. I live nearby. I can make it home fine. No biggie. Well, what are the odds you'll get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Insurance goes up, lose your license, lose your job, or total your car? Well, actually, you could really hurt another human being. Everybody knows about the risks of driving drunk. Well, the results are tragic and often deadly. However, that doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out right now looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Nick Honor, the transfer from Clemson, has obviously been really good for Missouri this season. And last night was not really one of his more notable games. Just four points for the senior guard. But I tell you, I thought he was really impressive because, number one, when Honor came here, I just assumed he was going to be more of a set-em-up type point guard. But obviously, he's a very willing an aggressive and efficient three-point shooter at times. But last night, he hardly took a shot, it felt like. And yet, he had six assists with, more importantly, no turnovers. Just was a steady hand for the Missouri offense. Also did a nice job of being the top of the Missouri defense as well at times, too, I thought. I'm just impressed that the way that Honor is such an intelligent player, it feels like he just has... And an innate ability to figure out exactly what Missouri needs in each particular ball game. So obviously I want to shout out him and Demoy Hodge played a really nice game. Sean East off the bench gave Missouri a big lift with 12 points. And also, by the way, one of my favorite moments of the entire game was actually when Trey Gomillion got a shot blocked by Kentucky really, really hard and somewhat embarrassing fashion, I suppose. But you know who did who wasn't embarrassed by it at all? Trey Gomillion. He was laughing about it. And I just enjoyed the heck out of that because he was just I don't know, it said to me, not only am I having a lot of fun out here, but hey, nice block. Whatever. We're just gonna move on to the next play. So to me that that just showed the confidence of not only him, but the entire Missouri basketball team. And I feel like his confidence as a player definitely wears off on his teammates. That guy is just having fun out there and just letting it all hang out at all times. And and speaking of another person who is letting it all hang out there at all times, holy cow, the Red Panda. I mean, this is like her fourth or fifth time I've now seen her at Mizzou Arena. And I'm just telling you right now, it never gets old. It really doesn't. And and when I see a bunch of sports writers 
going on and on and on about how great something is, which is what they do with Red Panda, a part of my personality wants to push back and argue with them. But you know what? I can't. She's the absolute best. She's incredible. It's just a mind-blowing act to me. And, And part of the genius of it, by the way, is that occasionally she messes up. I've seen her drop some some bowls before. Now, last night, she was perfect. She did it all 100% perfect. But to me, the fact that it isn't perfect actually makes it more dramatic. It actually builds a little sympathy when, oops, she actually dropped that one. And then you're going, hey, you know, the crowd starts cheering. And, you know, obviously it builds more and more bowls, the whole thing. I mean, it's just, it's brilliant in its utter simplicity. But of just, hey, it's a woman on a unicycle. She's 10 feet in the air and flipping bowls onto her head. Like, okay, that's impressive, but how does it keep working? I, I really think the fact that it's not absolutely perfect makes it kind of mind-blowing. It really does. And by the way, just as somebody who thinks about money occasionally, I'm I'm a day trader, stock investor, that type of thing. Well, what what an incredible act, too. She's traveling across the country. It's basically her, a unicycle, some bowls, and whatever USB drive that they, they play her music from. I don't know, a Spotify account, something. So, my God, the overhead. At some point, Red Panda, you can stop being on the road 365 days a year, by the way. My goodness, enjoy life a little bit. But that woman is friggin' driven. You can tell that. But anyway, just thought that was a fun note to end this podcast on. Hope Hopefully you agreed. And thanks, as always, for listening to Locked on Mizzou today. And How about checking out Locked On Sports today? Peter Bukowski brings you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anybody else with our local and national experts and insiders. That's Locked On Sports today, a podcast available on YouTube and wherever you get finer podcasts. So until next time, I'm John Miller, and thanks as always for listening to Locked on Mizzou.